This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. And it says, whereby we cry out, uh, thank you, Papa. That word, uh, Abba. Or daddy, father, yes. papa, amen. Uh, it's not irreverent to call him uh, father. It's not irreverent to call him papa, amen. You know, there's, uh, you know, people may uh, in the natural know uh, men as the father of so-and-so or he's a father. But the children uh, know him as papa, amen, or daddy, and that's a different thing. Aren't you glad that you can say our father is your father and you can call him. You, he wants you to know him as Abba Father, as a, as a, uh, a real person uh, in your life. Y'all can take some off of this mic. It's got a lot of reverb on it. Thank you all. Um, so, Father, we thank you. Uh, For today, we acknowledge that you are the greatest father of all. We thank you, Lord, for your fatherhood in our life. For with a father's love, a father's love, Lord, you direct us, you discipline us, you help us to be successful in the family business, the business of your family. And we thank you for it, Lord. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing to have you as Father and to know you as Father and to be known by you as sons and daughters. And I pray today if there's anyone that is outside of that, that today would be their day where they would decide, Lord, to open that door that you're knocking on and let you in and let you love them the way that we know only you can do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to read a little thing uh, for our fathers that was actually sent to me. And uh, those fathers that are in the house are going to get a goodie at the end of the service. Amen. Um, But I wanted to read this. This actually was sent to me, and I just thought it was really good, so I'm just going to share it. It says, I want to always be known as a father and not a pharaoh. Pharaohs or fathers. Pharaohs dictate... Fathers communicate. Pharaohs command. Fathers counsel. Pharaohs remove. Fathers restore. Pharaohs whip. Fathers weep. Pharaohs restrain. Fathers release. Pharaohs manipulate. Fathers motivate. Pharaohs emasculate. Fathers propagate. Pharaohs demean and destroy. Fathers discipline. Pharaohs want results. Fathers want relationships. Pharaohs are hard-hearted. Fathers are tender-hearted. Pharaohs are insecure with success. Fathers are secure with success. Pharaohs use slaves to build their cities. Fathers teach sons to build cities. Pharaohs are motivated by selfishness. Fathers are motivated by servanthood. Pharaohs have slaves, fathers have sons. Slaves sigh, sons sing. Slaves escape, sons return. 
Slaves loathe pharaohs, sons love fathers. Slaves are preyed upon, sons are prayed for. Slaves die for pharaoh, fathers die for sons. Slaves obey out of fear, sons obey out of faith. Slaves are discouraged, sons are encouraged. Slaves receive disapproval, sons receive approval. Slaves work out of duty, sons work out of devotion. Slaves work out of uh, slaves will always remain slaves, sons develop into fathers. Slaves grow up to hurt and hate, sons grow up to help and heal. Slaves are taught to serve pharaohs, fathers teach their sons to serve others. Slaves rejoice when pharaohs die, sons have remorse when fathers die. Mm-hmm. I just thought, what a, you know, <clears throat> when we example that to earthly relationships also in our heavenly father you know what a big difference when one we're loved by our heavenly father and then he helps us to love in that way amen because the way the world looks at love and the way god looks at love is two different ways amen you know it's not only father's day but it's juneteenth and uh uh, it's only been recently uh, that this has really been a restoration. Uh, happened uh, back President uh, Lincoln. This is the day the pl- proclamation of emancipation was declared. And the war uh, was won, but it was done. Slavery uh, was no more uh, in uh, the United uh, States of America. It remained united. And, uh, and think about that. There were hundreds of thousands of lives. Hundreds of thousands of lives. Brothers and fathers and sons, cousins, uh, uh, nephews and uncles that fought even against one another over what they believed was right. But I believe that right prevailed. Because at the beginning of this nation it said... Uh, that believe that all men are created equal by God. Amen? And we thank God for that. Now, you know, is there some confusion over that? Certainly with each generation, uh, we have to know the truth, don't we? The truth is the dividing line. The absolute truth of God's word. And that's the dividing line between the saint and the sinner. Heaven and hell, mm-hmm. right and wrong. It always has been, and it always will be. Amen. Mm-hmm. And it's which side we fall on concerning truth that would determines uh, our destinies. And you know, the good news is that we all have a choice where that's mm-hmm. concerned. Yes. Amen. There is a choice. You know, uh, um, I, it. Juneteenth is Freedom Day. It's significant of liberty. Well, you know, the ultimate freedom is this, is that God sent his son Jesus, who died for us and maintained the right for us to choose. God's dividing line, he said, I set before you this day, And I call heaven and I call earth.
to testify as a witness that I've set before you life and death, blessing and the curse. Now you choose. And then he threw his thumb on the scale and said, choose life. Amen. Choose life. Choose God, you choose life. Choose the devil, well... You know, you get the devil's deal. So he says, well, I don't believe there, there is a devil. Well, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't I love uh, to have that advantage over uh, you that you didn't even believe that me as your enemy who wanted to steal, kill, and destroy from you, that I even existed? Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be a gift? Don't wait till it's too late for you get up there in front of God and God goes, surprise, surprise, it was all true. Them crazy folks you called Jesus freaks were telling you the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Not to condemn you, uh, but to help you. Amen. You know, uh, telling people to go to hell isn't helpful. Warning people, you know, that there is a heaven. Are you listening? And waking people up to the fact is helpful. Yes. It's, the mo- it's the most help you can ever offer anyone is to tell them the truth. Yeah. Amen. I tell you, I, I just believe this. I'm declaring turnarounds all around. That's such a powerful word. Yeah. This word turn and all of its aspects, especially this year. It is, I believe, the heart of God. It has been in my heart to pray this way. Uh, I believe sometimes that you have to have a passionate pursuit and add some persistence yes. to the one yeah. thing that God will focus on that will change everything. Mm-hmm. God's not all scattered all over. You know, he sent his son, the one thing, that when we believe on him and accept what he has done for us, it changes, that changes everything. Yes. God's yes. focal point is still the same. You being lost and you being saved in Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, yes. the one thing yes. that changes everything. And you you and I get to choose. Now, there's a lot of other things in life, you know. There's a lot of other parts and pieces, but I'm going to tell you what. Now, that's the one thing. That's the one thing. Don't worry about what color people's hair is, whether they got a tattoo or earring. You know, uh, what kind of car they drive, the neighborhood, their, their, uh, you know, their financial status, see? Lost or saved. Lost or found, see? With Jesus or without Jesus. That's it. Hmm? The one thing that would change everything else. Not cleaning your, your act up, see? You know, uh, we come to God dirty. But he washes us white as snow with the blood of Jesus. Aren't you glad? Amen. And the Bible says our life is regenerated by the washing of the water of the word of God. I want to talk about the word. And I'm declaring this turnarounds all around. Turnarounds all around. Miracles, healings, restoration, divine prosperity. Thank you, Jesus. Why do you say that, Pastor? Well... You know, because we're blessed when we hear what he's saying. Yes, yes. Thank you, Father. And what he's saying uh, 
is the most powerful thing. God has the yes. last Thank and the you. final word of say so, I say so in my life. And that's what I'm saying so over your life. Amen. Now, we're, the title of this today is The Breaking Point. You'll notice the uh, graphic up there on the, uh, on the uh, uh, screen. You know, when you're at a place called The Breaking Point, you ever been at the breaking point? There are really only two ways that things can go. Number one, there's a breakdown. It goes negative against you and become overwhelmed uh, and overtaken, overrun with it. Or there's a breakthrough. Everybody yes. say breakdown, breakdown or, breakthrough. or breakthrough. And the breakthrough, it goes positive in your favor for you and you overcome. Yes. You're yes. not overwhelmed, but you overcome. Victoriously, Proverbs twenty nine nineteen has been a foundation scripture for us. It says, "If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves." I tell you, we're in a time right now where people are stumbling all over themselves. Or, or there, there does not seem even within the church to be any absolutes, no moorings, no boundary lines, no foundations. Uh, you know. Uh, from which to operate from, to function from, to be established and firmly, firmly uh, having done all to stand, stand there for. Well, you know, uh, is it any, if the, if the church has become double-minded, wishy-washy, jellyfish is for Jesus. You know, what's a jellyfish? He ain't got no backbone. There's no structure in there, in the jellyfish. You know, I don't want to be a jellyfish for Jesus. Well, moving right along, uh, I can only speak for myself. Uh, is it any wonder that we live in a country that's confused and chaotic and disorderly, completely out of, the, out of order? Have you noticed lately, uh, and I, I'm, I wonder, you know, about people who think that it's working. Well, is it working for us or working against us? Hmm? I mean, there's even a consensus in the, uh, in the world that we live in today that, there, that there's a serious mental illness issue in our nation. I believe that. I believe that minds that are not renewed to the word of God are subject to every demonic influence that will, that will most surely occupy that empty space. You know, we sang a song just that said, let my Jesus change your life. Well, well now think about this. Now, how would he do that? You know, there would be, certainly there would be events in our life, life-changing events, but God is a God of process which includes events. Yeah. So how would Jesus change your life? Well, you know, how did he change the disciples' lives? You go to John, the 17th chapter, he said, I've given them your word. I prayed for them, and I've given them your word. I've shown them. My life has been on display before them. I've yes. shown you them who yes. you are. Yes. 
He went on to say in that priestly prayer that uh, he said, now, I'm not praying that you take them out of the world. He said, I, I pray that you, uh, well, let me just read it right quick. Then we'll go down through this other stuff because you would take my, can you, you know, uh, it might be good to work with the word. So it might be good to have the know what's where it's written in your Bible because if you're going to check me out, don't wait till later. Chances are you'll forget most of what I say right now. Oh, pressed! I want to. A lot of times we're saying, "I'm not hearing from God. I'm not hearing from God." Well, hear from God. Go right read here. your word. That's right. God will talk to you real clear. He's already said. You know, He's and, already uh, declared and mm -hmm. said a thing about every situation mm -hmm. in yeah. our life. But we're going to have to do our part mm -hmm. and go to the Word. The Word is not just another voice; it's the voice of yes. God. Yes. It's the one voice that we should be listening to and weighing every other voice against that voice. That's not happening. The, 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 there's either a breakdown or a breakthrough. I'll tell you where the breakdown is, is any time that we take a break from the Word. Any time there's a break in the source of supply. And most Christians do not believe in, pract in practice now. You know, now I say, oh, I believe, but the devil says he believes. I'm not lumping you in the same uh, thing as that. But, you know, a deception is is that you could have heard but are not hearing. Mm -hmm. It just think uh, that we know, you know, substituting I know about God versus really knowing God. Yes, yes. See? Well, here's, here's what he said. In there, uh, I want to go down further. He said that uh, he said they'll continue in the world while I return to you, Holy Father. Guard them as they pursue this life that you conferred as a gift through me, so they can be of one heart and one mind, as we are one heart and one mind. How has that happened? You know, it's a complete and total agreement that the Word of God is the truth. That's the standard. There's no contradiction, there's no confusion over between the Father and the Son about what has been said, and that's it. The Word of God. The Word of God. Amen. There, there's no other fundamental, there's no other baseline, there's no other foundation for the Christian's life other than it's not a feeling. It's not a, a some sort of fantastic, you know, happening. That will quickly fade. It is the word of God. Yes. That is the connection. That's how we know God. Mm -hmm. He is revealed in his word. The Bible says if you can't see what God is doing, what's God doing? He's working his word. Yes. He's yes. speaking his word. Yes. And then he's working that word, Period. No matter all this other stuff that's happening, people are confused about, well, what's God doing? God's still doing what his, wor his word. Amen. The circumstances, situation may change. Generations come and go. Wickedness rises and wickedness falls. But the truth of the goodness and the faithfulness of God, the word of God is established forever in heaven and it lasts forever. It's unchanging. Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he was against it then, he's against it now. If he was for it then, he's for it now. You're not gonna, we're not going to change his mind. 
It's not up for grabs or up for debate. It has been already deliberately decided. Amen. Now listen. He said uh, this. He said, um, I gave them your word down here in about verse 18. The godless world hated them because of it. See, if you got the word of God and you're operating in the word of uh, the word of God, the godless world is going to hate you. And that's not flesh and blood, is it, Mama? It's not. You know, the devil will wear people, but you know, I mean, he'll wear them out, use them up, throw them away. Kills his best folks. He hates them too. Don't think that they're getting. You know, are you listening? Hallelujah! What a what a, what a temporary uh, thing. You know, to have, quote, the pleasures of this world which are fleeting, the Bible says, you know, and swap that for eternal joy and righteousness. Well, it says that because they didn't join the world's ways. But just as I didn't join the world's ways, so I'm not asking you take them out of the world, but you guard them from the evil one. They are no more defined by the world than I am defined by the world. Make them holy, consecrate uh, with the truth, consecrated with the truth, your word is concentrating yes. truth. So tying that all together, he says, the world didn't define me, the word does. Yes. Yes. The world shouldn't define them, the word should. Amen? And how there's a distinction there, he said, consecrate them, make them holy, set them separate from the evil that's in the world by the truth of your word. Yes. Now, that'll help us right there. How many of you would like to be separated from sickness and disease that are in the world? How many of you like to be separated from poverty that's in the world? How many of you would like to be separated from the trouble that's in the world that takes them down and you would be led into triumph, caused to triumph, and, and led into victory through the Word of God? Yes. By the Word of God. Yes. We've neglected this to the place where we've let it slip by us and now we need, well, I'm hooked on a feeling. That's not faith. Faith is not based on coming having a warm fuzzy, mm-hmm. either in your private time or your public time gathering together. Are you listening? Why do we gather together? Because he said so. For When you yeah. see the day. How much more when you see the day approaching? Is the day approaching? Yeah. Well then, you know, we use our own measurement. And that's the wonderful thing of the word of God. There is faith to faith. Measure to measure. Level to level. Percentage to percentage of the truth of God's word. How we measure the word in our own life, you know. Well, you know, I need to watch the news. Well, what's the measure of the world's news against the measure of the good news. What amount of time, what amount of energy, what amount of attention Mm -hmm. is given to either one? Well, that's going to be the level of victory. And that's the level of victory, isn't it? There's nothing wrong with watching it to be informed to then know how to pray effectively. Mm -hmm. But if we're not careful, we're listening listening to the world's news. Mm -hmm. And the world's report, and we're taking that 
as truth. Yeah. Like Pastor said, no, the Word of God is truth. We only listen to that so now we can pray effectively over it. Amen. We don't receive that. It's just like when you go to the doctor, he gives you a report. We respect that. But now we're going to go to the Word of God and say, but God, I need better than that. They don't have an answer. Maybe they don't have hope for me. Mm -hmm. They don't know what to do. But you do. So when we listen to the news, be careful. You're not taking that as the truth. You're only listening so that you can pray. Because if you're not careful, if that's what you keep feeding on, you start believing that instead of the Word of God. And then you're going to be stuck down in a trap. See, of then you're going to get in doubt. You're going to get in unbelief. You're going to get in fear. You know, and why are you going to fight anything if you think, oh, well, that must, you know, they must have the truth. No, God's word is true. So stay in that. Mm -hmm. And God's word will bring hope. God's word will bring peace. God's word will bring restoration. And he doesn't bring division and strife and you having to be right. Yeah. The only one is right is God's word. Yeah. So we pray one for another and we listen to God's word. Mm -hmm. And if it's bothering you to the point to where you're in strife and division every day with everybody that's on there, then just quit watching it. Yeah. And go to the word of God and get yourself filled with hope and faith and peace so that you can fight, stand in your pea patch and say, no, devil, you're mm -hmm. not going to have my stuff. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not going backwards. No, I'm not going to be in lack. No, in the name of Jesus, mm -hmm. because I'm a child of God. He is the way maker for me. He's going to make a way where there seems to be no way in the world. God is my hope. He's my peace. Mm -hmm. Stay in this vein. Don't get in that other or you'll get in trouble. Well, think about what he said. I mean, how would Jesus make a way? He said, I am the way, the truth, yes. the life. Those things are not three separate statements. That They're not the same. They're a progression. The way is the truth to live the life. Let me show you this. It says, then Jesus turned to the Jews. This is chapter 8 in John. Who had claimed to believe in him. If you stick with this. Living out what I tell you. One translation says, if you continue in the word. There's never come a point in time when we outgrow the necessity of the Word of God in our life. Or we take a break. Well, you're headed for... Right. Yep, taking a break. Taking a break from the Word. Living out what I tell you, you are my disciples for sure. And understand this now. You know, are we just here to gather a crowd? See, just to, just to have, you know, uh, what the, you know, religious rituals and, and what we call church... But Jesus was there to make disciples. He had crowds. He, they come and go. I said they come and go. In John 17, he was talking to 11 men that stuck it out. Stuck with it. Yes, yes. Are you listening? And see, you and I got to determine, am I a fair weather fall away friend? That when it gets, you know, a hard saying... I'm just, you know, when you're not, when you're not just, you know, uh, uh, 
you know, doing spectacular things all. They, they did that one time. They came because they got free bread. Give us this day our daily bread. So the Lord fed them. They followed him around. Then he said, well, except you eat my body and drink my blood. They go, this is a hard saying. They all left. And then he turned to the, 11, the 12 that were standing there. He goes, hook them up, son. You going too? Here's a good opportunity. Because if you're just in it for what you can get out of it, you need to get out now. And Peter spoke up. And think what he said. He goes, where are we going to go? You have the words of this life. You have the words. You have the words. What we've left, we've missing something. If something's missing, it's the word. Well, I just think God's missing it. You know, I'm special to him. Yes, you are special to him. <laughs> but he ain't going to change everything for you. Amen. And, 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 you know, I mean, the people that are in darkness and deception is this. Ain't got a clue. Pardon my French. Well, won't blame that on the French. That's just old country fried steak with gravy. God's not missing it. This is the bullseye for our life is the word of God. And if you are separated from the word, you only hear the word on Christmas or Easter. Let's say you're doing real good and hear it maybe every once a quarter, every three months. Is that, gonna, is that enough in the world we live in today that's going deeper into darkness? I don't believe so. It isn't for me anyway. Anyway, he said this. You are my disciples for sure. Well, I want to be sure that when I get up in front of uh, uh, God that I've been his disciple for sure. Amen. For sure. I've done everything Mm -hmm. to stand, stand there for. Washed in the blood of Jesus, but one that continued in his word. As he prayed. As he's praying right now. Amen. One that, that, you know, doesn't just fit in. Uh, boy, this is off of where we're going, but I'm going to follow the Holy Ghost. Would that be okay? We can come back to all this, can't we? Couldn't we come back to this? Do you think maybe you ought to spend a little more time than one rah-rah, you know, light a fire underneath you before you get to your parking lot? You know, the devil's run throw cold water on your britches and <laughs> you don't even know what happened to you. You're right back in the stew he's, a, he's a, a, a cooking you in. Again, you know, if you don't like country fried steak, you know, if you were in the South, if, you, if, you, if it ain't fried, it ain't food. <laughs> I never heard of country fried steak or sausage and biscuits and gravy where I come from, up north. But you know what? I made the adjustment. <laughs> I, made, I made the adjustment, and you know, it's good. Say, it's good. All right, let's get over here. My goodness, here. Uh, Go over to Hebrews. No, I don't think that's where we want to be. I think we want to, I'm I'm thinking 12, but I think we need to go back to Romans. Let's see here if I can find it. Yeah, right here. It says, so here's what I want you to do. Uh, Romans uh, chapter 12, verse 1. 
It's going to take me a minute to read down here, but we need the background. God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Uh, as an offering, embrace what God does for you. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Now, what did He do? He gave us His Word. He sent His Word. And Jesus was, uh, Jesus was, it said, the word made flesh and dwelt among us. Amen. But God gave his word. God, what God has done for us, he hasn't left us in the dark. He gave us the light of his word. Yes, yes. He didn't leave us alone. He gave us the Holy Spirit who hovers over and waits for uh, the word of God to be spoken. And wherever the word of God is spoken, there's the Holy Ghost to perform that word, to confirm that word, to work that word. Amen? If you want God's help, what's the word say? <clears throat> Proverbs, uh, back there we just we started reading 29, 18. It says, when God cannot see... When people cannot see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when, but when we attend to what he is revealing, we are most blessed. Uh, what is God revealing? Well, his word. His word. When we attend to the word. How many times have Proverbs it say, attend to the word? Now that word attend is a strong word. You know, my, my father would tell me things to do when I, I was a kid. And when I didn't do them, he would come back and he said, I said, tend to it. Now, tend to it meant either I tend to it or I'm going to be attended to. <laughs> There's a reward of the father's pleasure. Are you listening? That, that, uh, but it requires us attending to what he's revealing, said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to attend to my word. And when we attend to his word, what he's revealing from his word. You know, the Holy Spirit knows this word better than anybody else. Said he would call to your remembrance everything that the Lord has spoken to us. Well, this is everything that the Lord has spoken to us. Remembrance would mean that I've at least pass, passed through there once. Read the road signs, followed the life map. Are you listening? And been that way once before, whether I knew where that road went to or this road went to, you know. Uh, but the Holy Spirit would, re, would bring recall to us because we have attended to the word and, and put ourselves in, uh, in covenant remembrance of it. Are you listening? I read it. Yes. I read it listening for it. Now, here's the thing. This, it says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. How would we fix our attention on God? His Word. Yes. Some of you waiting to see, if you're, you, you know, you've been you know, wasting your time, really, you know, wanting the Lord to appear to you. He has already. Jesus said to those people he was just talking to, part of the, the background of what we just talked about, he was talking to them. And he said, you search the scripture and you think in that that you have salvation. He said, the whole time you should have been looking at me. Yes, yes. 
If you'd seen me in the Word, you would recognize me in the flesh. You'd see what God is doing, what God is revealing if you had have understood how God works. If you'd saw me in the Scripture, if you'd saw me in the Word, you'd recognize my works in the world. Are you catching anything? Oh, I pray that this would be new for you, at least a renewal for some, but new for you, even if for the first time, new information. If you're going to change anything, you start with information. That now listen, that then then we progress to a revelation of that information. I understand that. I see that. Knowledge is released to me. Revelation knowledge. Not just, you know, head knowledge, but I mean life knowledge. See? And then there has to be an application. Information, revelation, application. How does this apply to me? What did God tell Joshua? He said, you need to attend to this word. Get it in front of you. Don't get it in your mouth. Get it for your eyes. Get it in your ears. Get it in your mouth. Get it in your talk. Get it in, to, in order to get it into your walk. Needs to get into your thinking. Need to keep looking at it till you see how to do it. Till I reveal to you how this applies. Till there's a revelation out of that information. It starts with information. Then you're waiting for, you know, waiting for a lightning bolt to strike you. Goodness sakes, are you at a breaking point? If you're not, you're headed that way. And we either have a breakdown where we turn and look for answers from another source. Which is only one, which is the world's ways. The news that the world has. That are just basically guessing in the dark. The more in the dark you are, the more guessing you have to do. Isn't that right? You don't understand the plan because there's no light. Less God, Godless world is Godless in that world. It's darker. Are you listening? Let's, let's apply this just in one simple thing. What in, let me quote someone, you know. You know, never mind, we won't bring God's name into it. What in the world even? If we got any business letting a two-year-old decide what sex they are, is there that much confusion now that they want to make that the law of the land? This land? Do you think somebody ought to shine a little light of truth into that darkness? Hmm? Before it visits the classroom where your child is? When I preach, I just come to church. We just not talk about the culture. <laughs> well, I guess that we missed the boat on that one because Jesus said, you're the light of the world. So if, he said, but be careful that the eye that's in you is not darkness. You're not looking through the filtered lens of the foolishness of the world. The fool has said in his heart, there's no God. He doesn't see, he doesn't know, so who cares? We can do anything we want. Read the second song. That'll go so far until God says, I... Set my holy one 
on the throne. And you better pay attention to him. Are you listening? Because it's getting where it's not funny no more. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, (laughs) preacher, I thought that was going to be good news. It is good news. You don't have to go in that direction. But if you don't take the the lamp of God's word, let it light your path, you're going in that direction. And a lot of the church has gone in that direction. You know, boy, COVID got a lot of them. I mean, not, not physically, but spiritually and mentally. Change their, their paradigm. Christians, the church. If the church is confused, how in the world are we going to bring order into God's rule and order into the world? If the church is confused. Well, we start as an individual, don't we? Boy, I'm not confused. Are you confused? This word's still this word. It's still his word. It's still the ultimate standard. And our lives fit into it. It don't fit into our lives. We don't twist it and turn it, manipulate it, and mold it to shape our things. He said, do not become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Is there any other way to make a, that for Jesus to change your life other than his word? If you're going to make a change in any way, you have to change the information. You have to get a new revelation. You have to have a new application. Amen. All right. Let's. Uh, uh, well, that's probably about enough. You got anything you want to add to that? No. Hmm? Except for, except for if you look at this picture for just a minute, mm-hmm. you know. We've got to be persistent in the things of God. See, we can't just try God today and then we have a rough day tomorrow and mm-hmm. then we give up. We've got to stay with it. You've got to stay with God every day, all day. You know, uh, breaking through, breakthrough doesn't yeah. come sometimes in an hour. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it don't come in a day. Sometimes it don't come in a week or a month or months or years and some things depending on the problem or the situation. But it's persistent that even when you don't see it, you're making progress. See, you know, like even in the natural, if you look up here at this rock, you know, that size of a rock or that could be that size of your mountain or your situation or your problem, you may have some in your life that are only this big. So if you hit it with a hammer, ooh, it's going to bust wide open the first time because you hit it with the Word of God and you had faith, but other times it gets bigger. Well, this is really, really big, and there's a lot of things going on in our lives right now that are big, but you know, this ain't going to take one hit. It's not going to take you one time saying the Scripture. It's not going to take you one time showing up to God's house every six months. It's not going to take you one time praying. We've got to stay persistent and keep hitting it and hitting it, not with our flesh, not with our words of uh, feelings and emotions, but with the word of God. That's the only thing that's going to break it. And Jeremiah. Whoa. See, that breaking. That was the hammer breaking it. Did you hear? <laughs> I'm little, but I'm loud. Uh, Jeremiah twenty three twenty nine 29 uh, says uh, this, is, my, is not my word. 
uh, like a fire? And is not my word like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? Well, let's look real, what you just said there in uh, the fourth chapter of Matthew when Jesus uh, was, it says he was taken into the wild by the Spirit for the test, and the devil was ready to give it. You know, the devil's ready. Uh, we see, you know, it, it, the, the church is what is the only, is the only one that should be equipped and is empowered to deal with the devil effectively. The church. We, we are the only ones that have been authorized and have the ability to use God's word. The same way that Jesus used his word right here. And he understood that this is how you, uh, uh, this is how you uh, put the beat down on the devil. It says this, uh, he had fasted, Jesus was prepared for the test by fasting 40 days and 40 nights. He was in prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting uh, is, uh, is a great preparation for facing whatever comes in the future. Because good things will come from God. And when good things come from God, you're going to stir up the devil. And he's ready to give the test to find out whether your faith is just a little, you know, whether it's a false thing or a feeble thing or whether it's based on the word of God. Whether it came from Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Now here he said this, he said... Uh, Jesus was in extreme hunger, which the devil took advantage of in the first test. Since you are God's son, speak the word. Listen, center around the word. Speak the word that will turn these stones into loaves of bread. And Jesus answered, quoting Deuteronomy, It takes more than bread to stay alive. It takes a steady stream of words from God's mouth. Now, Jesus didn't have to go, Now, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute now. I know there's an answer in here somewhere. Hold on. Hold on. Time out. Time out. What they, I know I heard that somewhere coming up. Who was that? Where was that anyhow? And he just looked at, no, I mean it was in his heart in abundance. He had the Spirit of God who called, who, who, who went instant recall. Foom. Boy, that backed the devil up. You know, the devil will always, will, will always sucker punch you, won't he? Mm -hmm. He'll come out first, try to take advantage of, a, of what he considers a weak spot. That's why we need to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. What is the power of God's might? The power of God's might is the word of his power. The word of his power. We got the word. We know the word. We, the word, we've proven it with the lion and the bear. What's this Goliath's words? Are you listening? I mean, I know how to believe for a new pair of socks. Are you listening? So the sewer ain't going to be no trouble. Come on now. I mean, you got to work a word. Work with the word. You start small, but you stay with it. All right, now it says the next thing. Jesus 
Uh, it says, for the second test, the devil took him to holy city, sat him on top of the temple. Since you're God's son, jump. The devil goaded him by quoting, now the devil's going to twist the word. He's placed you in the care of angels. They will catch you so you won't so much as stub your toe on a stone. But Jesus countered with another citation. Foom! I mean that quick. Amen? Because see, the devil might know the word, but the truth ain't in him. I said, the devil might twist the word, but the truth ain't in him. I'm, listen, I'm calling you down in a heartbeat. Stand on national television and dare to quote the scriptures and have no truth in your heart. Liar. You can't lie to me. I know the difference. I know the truth. And that set me free from the lie. Did the devil quote the scripture to Jesus? Will the government quote the scripture to you? Will, will your neighbor quote the scripture to you? Will your religious friends quote the scripture to you? Come on now. You got to know the truth in your own heart. That ain't God. That ain't how God's nature. That's not how God operates. I know the truth. Amen? You can stay with that. See how that works out for you. But I'll tell you what. Now, anyone or anything that will tell you a lie is out to deceive and destroy you. Do you understand that? That's from their father, the devil. That's not from God. Why do I got to act like this? Why do I got to raise my voice and holler and make my eyes bug out? Are you listening? You know, why do you got to sound the alarm and sometimes slap folks to make them wake up? Just a little bit, amen? Not doing this to hurt you. Doing it to help you. And you wake up to the word. Put your own face in the sunshine. Your light has come. What's our light? This word right here. The word of God. The word of God. Amen. I tell you, I'm not going to worry about the roof leak and all that. See, the foundation is sure. I've been too long. It's been too strong. And I've proved this out too many times. Seen God work his word. I ain't going to change now. Amen. Well, how can you say that, preacher? I know you got problems. I'll tell you, if you're in this world, you're going to have problems. But these things don't move me. This word does. If it moves me at all, it moves me towards the word. All it does is press me into, I'm not conformed to the image of this world, trying to defeat me, deceive me. You know, uh, get me off of this planet. Devil, I'm going to live 120 years long and strong. Be your worst nightmare before it's all said and done. Because that life on the earth raising your voice and showing this uh, showing folks the father it may not be a little dad but it be enough you don't know the one that you might be witnessing to net that tear your face off of your own head boy pastor I kind of like it when you get ugly ugly with the devil I hate what God hates. And he hates what the devil tries to do to people by keeping them in the dark, breaking them from the word of God. You're headed for, if you allow, you know, the devil to break you up from God, you're headed for a breakdown of the worst kind. Say, break it on down, preacher. Well, I'm going to take this hammer of the word and keep hitting the crack I see. Because there's a fault line in here. You understand? There's a fault line in this thing. That it'll be the devil's undoing. 
He don't want you listening to something like this. He doesn't want you to see anything like this. He just assumed that you continue with the bad news and hope you never get in contact with the good news. That you have a choice. You have been given power over all the power of the enemy. What power do the devil have? None except to turn deception onto you. None but to usurp it from you. To get you to say what he's saying to you. To get you to believe what he believes that he can defeat you. I'm telling you what now. That's the only power he's got is to separate you from the seed. Because if you ever find out and you let this find good ground in your heart. And you let God water it long enough. There's a harvest coming where you will hand his head on a platter. Now, I'll tell you, this has always been pay dirt for me, and I do get stirred up over this kind of stuff because this has made all the difference in the world. Even when I didn't even know, you're just a youth. You had not been, this giant's been a fighting man since his youth. Who do you think you are standing up and rebuking the devil? I am a child of the living God. I am blood washed in the blood of a Savior who defeated that rascal one time and for all. Took the keys of hell and death and robbed the grave and said, kick the end out of it and said, I'm make a way for you. Now turned right around. He said, Adam lost it, but I got it back, and I'm giving you authority in the earth. All power and authority has been given to me. Now I'm giving it to you. You saw me speak the word. You saw me speak the word. You saw me say a thing. You saw God do a thing. Now you go do the same thing. Oh, why would you want to be pitiful when you are powerful? You were born into this. You were meant for this. You were made for this. Jesus, whom God anointed with the Holy Ghost and power, went about doing good and healing, freeing, delivering all who were oppressed by the devil. Who's the oppressor? The devil. I said, who's the oppressor? Who, who is the oppressor? The devil. How was Jesus anointed? By the Holy Ghost. And what did Jesus say that anointing took the form of? He didn't say. Well, he, you know, he, he showed by example laying on the hands, all that kind of stuff. But basically, the most expression of that is he spoke a word. He just spoke the word. God worked the works. He said, the words I say, they're not. I didn't come up with that. I, 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 the Father gave them to me. The works I do, he says, it's not me. It's the Father yes. in me. Yes. Working that word. Mm-hmm. The, the test, not a test, the test. That Adam failed. That Jesus passed. That made a difference for you and I. I mean, the devil know he was in trouble. Because here comes the last one in here. He said, it takes a steady stream. He said, you're not going to put your God to a, a foolish, don't dare test the Lord, a foolish test. The third test, the devil took him to the peak of a huge mountain uh, and, and showed them uh, all of the earth's kingdoms, how glorious they were. Then he said, they're yours, lock, stock, and barrel. Just go down on your knees and worship me, and they're yours. And Jesus' refusal was curt. Boom! Three. 
and done. Amen? Reckon two or three witnesses would be all it would take to run the devil out of your deal if you really knew the truth and believed it in your heart. Well, you've got more than two or three witnesses. My God in heaven, this book is 7,000 plus promises that all belong to you because of what Jesus did right here. It is written. It has been said unto me. You listen to me, devil dog you. Amen. The third quotation, worship the Lord your God and only serve him. Serve him with absolute single-heartedness. And it says the test was over and the devil left. Free and down and dead and done. One translation says he, he went waiting for a better time. Honey, with Jesus there was never a better time. And there will never be a better time than you to get in the word, work this word, speak this word, shove this word. <laughs> out your mouth up into your circumstance and your situation and tell the devil just says Jesus was cursed beat it oh there was a beat down that day honey I mean why are you suffering under the beat down of the devil there ought to be a beat down the other way with the, it is written but if you leave the word off and you don't look at the word as a revelation see not some obligation well I gotta do my little scripture today where in the world where's that bible I know I, let, I had it with me Sunday Lord, for the mercy, I can't find it on Wednesday no more. <laughs> no. Amen? Get in this book till this book gets in you. Get in this word in abundance because, see now, there's no power in it until it's in abundance. Out of the, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks with power. With power. Amen? Because enough pressure on you, if if there's not, if, if we're not, Jesus said it here in the sixth chapter. He said, "You're blessed." We looked at that you were blessed when we attend to what God is revealing. I know you just can't sit there. I can feel fire coming out of your eyes right now. You, I'll turn you loose. A second, it says you're you're done. You're blessed when you attend to what God is revealing. Here in the sixth chapter, it says you're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and heart put right. Then you can see God in the outside world. Those are the words of Jesus. Amen. Does the world cry out and groan under the strain and the pain of the curse happening and the darkness happening, the chaos and the confusion in the world? What's it waiting for? The manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. The devil said, well, do you think you're God's son? Are you God's son? He calls that Quentin. And Jesus and said, I am. And here's how I'm going to prove it to you. Here's what God said. I am authorized. I have the ability. I know the truth. And I'm speaking the truth right now. And the truth is what triumphs. The truth is what triumphs. The truth is your triumph over trouble. The truth is that we're going to have trouble in this world. But the greater truth is that there is a word. There's a promise for that problem. That will release a provision. But you and I have to learn that. To be discipled. Can't just go saying. Can't be double minded. Can't be saying what the world says out of one side of our mouth. And saying uh, uh, what God says out of the other side of our mouth. And not knowing which one. Being confused over it. 
I declare a turnaround. I declare a turnaround in all things, all around turnarounds. You know what the Lord showed me this week? And I'll be quiet with this. Pastor Ron's going to come. Hollered long enough, stammered long enough. Amen. Nothing but the, uh, let the smoke clear. Amen. Glory to God. Now don't be condemned over this, but my goodness, be convicted over it. Be convinced that this is, you've been asking God to show you a way. This is it. This is it. It. Don't need to look any further. This is it. It is written. It is written. It is written. No it for your own self. You don't need me. Listen, you got Jesus praying for you. We pray for you, but let me tell you, you know, you need to do some of your own praying and hear that word, hear what God is saying, see what God is showing, and take that out there. Amen. You can't wear Saul's armor. Don't try to live in somebody else's faith. Find your little five smooth stones and have some experience with God yourself and beat the devil up every chance you get if he gets in your way. My daddy said, don't go picking no fights, but now if one comes up, don't run from it, neither. Isn't that right? Devil, you get in my way, you need to understand. See? Somebody going to win, somebody going to lose. Guess who's going to lose? I don't, I'm telling you who's going to win. Amen? Whose words do you believe? Whose report will you believe? Goliath said, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to just feed your carcass to the crows. David said, you're going to kill. I'm going to paraphrase. You go, say what? Say what? You're going to kill me? I am going to kill you. Said, so you only got a sword and a spear. I've got the name. I've got the word I've heard. <laughs> Said he ran to him. Amen. I've got the Lord of the, uh, of the armies uh, of God, the God of the armies of heaven. You don't need to think no little 16-year-old could throw a rock so hard as to embed it in the forehead of a thing. I'll tell you what, he threw that thing and there was an angel there that went, Foom! I mean, drove that thing down and it was, he said, I'm not just going to kill you. He said, I'm going to take your head off of your shoulders. And he said, I'm going to not just do that. He said, I'm going to give, <laughs> I'm going to give the whole Philistine army Y'all gonna be coyote crap? That's Bible. Dog's done. Jezebel. Dog's done. You gonna be coyote crap and, and crow fodder before I'm done with you. That's what's gonna happen here. And you know what? Whose words prevailed? The word of the Lord. The one that had the anointed word of God. The one that was listening to God. The one that did. Now listen, not just listening, but saying what God said. You have been given authority and ability to have you got this book these are every word that God has ever spoken that you'll ever need for any problem 
All the provision is right in here. And you've been authorized as a son and daughter of God to, to use those same words. To apply those same words to any situation or circumstance. And those words will work for you just like they worked for Jesus. That's what he said. That's exactly what he said. But are we working that word? Do we see the word in the same way? Is that our stance when, uh, when we're faced with Because you're not here. I'll tell you, I, I've had some experience with God this week. What, you know, uh, uh, we are, this turnaround thing has got all way big down on the inside of me. And I'll tell you, the inside of me is beginning to come into alignment and agreement and harmony and have integrity. Or, and the outside's about to change. The outside's about to change. I said the outside is about to change because we're going to say a thing and agree on a thing and touch a thing and our Father in heaven who, are you listening, will see that it's done for us. Done for us. It don't matter if there's only one or two of you in here. You need to go start where you're at. But I'll tell you what, if you just came to hear another sermon, this ain't it today. It can be. It can be, just like it's always been, or it can be life-changing. You can take this little rock of revelation and change a nation with it. I'll tell you, God's all up in this. More than a feeling, more than a, you know, but God's all up in this word. You will always fall back on your training. Are you willing to be trained to be triumphant? Are you willing to be trained to be the glorious, victorious church of the living God? Are you willing to be trained to exercise Jesus' victory in the earth? Over all the works of the devil. He said, I've given you power over all the works of the devil. And nothing by any means shall hurt you. You're not going down, honey. You're going over if you're, if you're being upheld with the power of this word. The word of his power. You want the power of God in your life? Do you have the word? You want to see the power of God in your life? Are you working with the word? Do you want to be the kind of Christian that believes that God is? We sang that song. It's who God is and it's also who we, who we are. I'm so glad that I believe that there is a God who gave us his word. And he's never taken any of it back. It's yours for the taking. But you got to rise up to it. You can't let, you can't get weary in the well-doing. You can't get worn down till you come to the breakdown. We're at a breaking point. We are at a breaking point. And it's going to break one way or break the other. And I'm telling you, the world's on its way to a massive breakdown. Did you know things are breaking down right now? They're not working the way that God designed them to work. God's not for all this mess. He is a God of order. He is a God of blessing. He is a God of goodness. 
He is a God where men and women have a choice to stand up and choose and say no to what God said no to and yes to what God says yes to. And it's high time the church made a choice to get on one side or get on the other. You're going to be one kind of a Christian or you're going to be something of another kind. You're going to be one that's known by God and making him known. You're going to be one that doesn't know God at all. Thinks it knows that's the worst kind of condition to be in. Are these serious enough times to take this kind of talk seriously? Oh, I believe so. Because when we're at a breaking point, you're going to break one way or the other, see? You're going to take a break from God. A lot of Christians have taken a break. Oh, it don't take all that. Well, what do it take? What's it going to take? What is it going to take? Till we're just, till your, till your city, your family, your friends are completely overrun with the darkness. Are we going to be the people that are walking in the light of the word of God? That when darkness comes, that's the first thing we do. We trim our lamp. We've got extra oil. Because we just didn't hear a sermon on Sunday. The message. What God said. It struck my heart. And it found good ground. And I watered it. I took it to prayer. I took it to heart. I worked with that word. Till I saw how to do that word. And how it applies. Oh, I challenge you today. You're way more than you think you are. The devil's lied to you. You need to turn off that. Uh, you need to get in. You need to get in your little closet and shut the door and turn the light on. Turn yourself onto this word. Amen. And it might take a greater measure than where you're at right now, but that's all right. God got a whole lot of more. God's got a whole lot of more. I just believe that God has more than the devil. I believe the light that that when when it when it really comes up against at the breaking point when you turn the light on. John the first chapter says that it, that the light shone in the darkness and the darkness was never able to overpower it. Who wins in a contest of light versus the dark? You shut the light off. You turn the, you turn the, you make the connection with the power and the light. The darkness is what runs. Have you turned on to Jesus? Or have you, are you just totally turned off? Let me ask you that question. You listening out there. I know, listen. You know, if you have a heart for the truth, at some point in time, the only reason I stay here, the only reason that I am here is to see a turnaround. It was a troublesome and a terrible day when the light went out inside of Adam and Eve. The God went right to work. Within 24 hours of that day, God said, I'm going to turn this thing around. He stuck his finger up underneath the nose of the devil. He said, I'm going to get you, son. This is not, I'm not going to leave this lay. This is not the end of the story. I'm going to take you down. I'm going to put his heel on top of your head. Understand? 
and I'm not quitting until it's done. How's God going to change lives? Somebody's got to tell the truth. Somebody's got to raise their voice. Somebody has to shine the light. Somebody's got to say it is written. Somebody has to absolutely tell the truth. Just tell the truth. Speak it in love, but tell the truth. And I'm telling you the truth right now. If you want, if you have a heart for truth, see, God's been turning your life. You saying, I don't know where to turn. Turn to God. Turn to God. Turn towards the truth. And when you do, oh, you'll hear God's voice. You'll see what he's saying. He'll show you the way, the truth, and the life that you're supposed to have. I know I'm not talking to everybody because there's a lot of lukewarm folks out there that they're neither hot or cold. You can't get them to go one way or the other. They're just a little tepid, timid. Little gray souls that live somewhere in between the dark and the light. If you're tired of how it is and how it's always been, being tripped up and trapped, I'm going to offer you a way out today. Not me, it's Jesus. The Holy Spirit's been working in your life. God has been drop by drop, just little drops of water in your drought and in your dry place. He wants to bring a rain of refreshing. He wants to renew your life. He wants to give you a new life. If you're ready for that, I mean beyond the feeling and all of the reasonings and the arguments and the religion and all that kind of stuff, I mean if you really want a reality, you're in the right place. You're listening to the right voice because I know he is speaking to your heart right now simple prayer say this Jesus thank you for telling me the truth I want to know more I'm turning right now purposefully intentionally I'm turning towards you and I thank you for having me I thank you for not rejecting me and throwing me away like everything and everyone else has said I thank you that I'm treasure to you. I thank you that I'm a pleasure to you. Even it's hard to accept or hard to believe. But Lord, I choose to believe that you're telling me the truth. Lord, save me. Rescue me. Translate me out of this darkness and into your light. Shine your light in my heart. and Cleanse me. Purify me. Make me new. In the new that only comes from you, and I thank you for it. Jesus, you're my Lord, and I will follow you all the days of my life. Listen, I want to congratulate you. It's worth everything. Everything. It was worth everything to God. It's worth everything to us to stand in this time and in this place and to tell you the truth. 
And as you've responded to it, I'll tell you, your life is going to take a turn. And a turn for the better. Turn towards God. You're no longer on your way to destruction, but you're on your way to eternal life together with God. That there's no and nothing, no one and nothing can compare it with that. Congratulations. We want to help you. We'll do that. Uh, as much as we can. We've got free materials we'll send to you that help get you in your first steps of this new life. And when we're here for you, uh, you need a church home, you need a pastor, you need a people, a family that will love you and nurture you just like a new baby, a newborn baby needs a family to grow and to mature and to come into uh, the fullness that that life was meant to the same way with you when you get born again we start out just as a newborn baby in God and we need to be we need to be loved we need to be helped we need to be held we need to belong we need to be protected and provided for and that's what the church will do for you and we welcome you into the family of God and again till the next time uh, you remember this you are so very blessed so let your heart be at rest don't let the trouble get in you the bible says jesus said don't let your heart be troubled you believed in god believe in me thanks for listening to today's podcast we hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by god's word For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.